and welcome to Analyze This, the self-help podcast that just can't help itself. I am one of two Hannahs, Hannah Hart, and today I will be joined by comedian, writer, performer, lover, fighter, winner, dinner, maker, every night on her own, Kate Peterman. Enjoy. Kate. What the hell? (laughs) Dinner maker on her own. Yeah. I mean, you know, after the word winner, I I forgot other words that could rhyme. You know? Win a sinner. Sinner. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Sinner. Kate Peterman. Hello, hello, hello. Kate, thank you so much for being here this week. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for asking. Oh, of course. You know, when Hannah said, not this time, Hannah. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm I'm just too goddamn hot and sad to record. I said, you know what? <laughs> Let me see if Kate's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm not. <laughs> like, I almost texted you last night being like, just so you know, I'm not at the putting a positive spin on it yet. Oh, yeah. Stage of, of this. Of this, of this whole kit and caboodle. Uh, last time Kate was here on uh, Analyze This, it was uh, our, one of our longest episodes that we've ever had, first of all. And that I'm day, talker, baby. almost two years ago, we made a promise to have you back. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm checking off all sorts of boxes. No, yeah, there really is no positive spin on it yet. Uh, period. Kate, how are you? Uh, let me ask you about your, your cat, Pete Peterman. Is... Is he the happiest he's ever been? He, you know what? I honestly think he has ups and downs as well. Mm-hmm. He wants his alone time back. He, I do think he wants his alone time. He's just sort of like, this bitch is still <laughs> here. Like he's gotten to a point now where he's going to nap in different places where he's not near me. <laughs> like he napped in my laundry basket. He'll nap on top of the fridge. Like he naps where I can't get him. <laughs> And I'm just like, I get, all right. I think it must be hard for Pete because, you know, he was used to you being out of the house, you know, for the majority of the day and then in the evenings. And then now his entire paradigm has shifted, you know? Yeah. What can we do to improve his environment? No, no, I don't think that. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's, I think it's important during this time to embrace every single distraction you possibly can. Yeah. They're really all you have. Um, Kate, do you have a job right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Okay. You're, you're asking me some heavy questions. How are you and do you have a job? I mean. Bad and no. You know, I don't know if uh, you know this about me, and I want to talk about the job stuff. But you know, the way I analyze is I like to I like to set people up by touching the iceberg, being like, "Ooh, that's cold," and then um, moving my fingers away. So, Kate, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to flake. I'm a huge flake. Flake, Hannah, you know me. Oh, I love a flake. I know. It's it's. Oh. Yeah, the ecstasy that just washed over your face. Oh, just to be like, 
oh, I have to go there and uh-huh. I have to find parking. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to say this is that I, I didn't think that you knew that I, Hannah Hart, was a huge flake because of my relationship with Ella Milajenko, the yeah. anti-flaker who will Dude. do something with someone that she actively doesn't like and doesn't want to yeah. see. And she'll be like, well, I can't cancel. And I'm like, you have a week. You can cancel. <laughs> you can cancel. You can cancel if you have an hour, dude. You just have to be okay with people being like, fuck that girl. Yeah. People get over it. People get over it. People live. People live through it. Because, but so because of my relationship with Ella, I, I never at all, um, I've lost the ability. Well, I had in the beginning had to really be like, no, no, no. Flaking is a huge part of my mental health. You got to let me flake whenever I need to flake. Trust me, if you make me go. It's going to be worse for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So my question to you as someone who also um, knows how to manage their personal time, have you <sighs> found that the lockdown has yeah. increased or decreased your ability to flake out? Um, I think it's decreased my ability to flake out. Um, there's a lot of like Zooms and hangouts and stuff like that that I feel like I have to say yes to a lot. I definitely feel like I always have to answer calls from my family and I have to call them more. And there's just like much more communication. Like the first few days of the stay at home order, I was charging my phone like three times a day because I was just getting FaceTime after FaceTime after FaceTime because it's such a unprecedented territory. Everyone's scared. Everyone's checking up on one another. So it's also not like, it's not the same as canceling something's, casual because now it's like I'm going to answer every call from my mom because she's freaking out and wanting to make sure I'm a, I'm across the country she wants to make sure I'm okay and like I'm going to talk to my grandfather he mm-hmm. lives alone like it's mm-hmm. there's so much more weight involved than just being like do it without me you know mm-hmm. and you know what I but the thing is is that in the beginning as a flaker from one flaker to another like in the beginning <laughs> the novelty right? Oh, I was riding the high of that novelty. I was like, oh my God, do I love FaceTime? (laughs) Do I love video chat? I thought I hated video chatting. Yeah. Do I love group activities on a delay? I thought I hated group activities (laughs) on a delay. I mean, I was just like the most, like I was active on all my group chats. I was picking up every phone call. And then you know, we're at day like 46 or 47. Okay. I have determined that I got to start flaking out again, man. Dude, that's longer than Survivor. (laughs) It is. It's longer than Survivor. And like, I think what's really wild about this too, is when we flake, there's a negative connotation to it, but. Which is odd because you know, what's flaky? A croissant. A snowflake. All these beautiful things. Come on, uh, crystal flake, whatever. Frost, frost. I don't know. I just imagine like flakes of uh, whatever. Tony the tiger, flake. So, <laughs> you fucking flake. Um, fucking huge flake. Tony always busy. <laughs> oh, sorry, something came up. Well, bitch. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I think what's like crazy now is that the any sort of demon that you were dealing with at any point before this is coming out tenfold. And it's actually 
we are now living in a world of shoulds. Mm. Like you should definitely do this. You'll feel better. Definitely do that. You'll feel better. And the truth is, is that there is no one size fits all advice or coping mechanism ever. And definitely not during this. Mm. There's only like be healthy and try your best. Mm. And if your best means staying in bed, stay the fuck in bed and say no to Zoom calls. I've had to say to people, because everyone's going through it. Everyone's going through it. Everyone is dealing with their demons tenfold right now. Well, it's interesting and- because like, I feel that as someone who also man- maintains and manages chronic depression and maintains and manages like the need to introvert yourself to recharge your batteries... Like, yeah, it's interesting to see people who haven't otherwise experienced these type of feelings. Yes. Be put in this situation. Yes. Because I think that people that really didn't understand, don't understand or actively don't live with thoughts of depression or haven't recognized it. Or like extreme anxiety. Or extreme anxiety. You know, they're like, oh, my God, I just feel this like terrible pressure and I can't focus and I can't think straight or like, oh, my God, I'm so depleted. And it's like, oh, yeah, welcome. Because the thing is, is that before this, there were still billions of things to be fucking scared and worried about. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Good point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, the thing is, is that I'm grappling with that because I'm getting, I'm finding myself like grieving and getting mad and like resenting that I stayed home so many times because- I was scared of something that could happen and now we're living in something that's actually happening. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's a weird sensation, but also I wasn't wrong before. Anxiety isn't necessarily, like, I miss anxiety being false evidence appearing real. Whoa. Fear. Because <laughs> now it's just like, it's just nonstop. Yeah. Right now it's just nonstop. Yeah. Prior to the pandemic, do you feel like you got to a place where you were in acceptance of your needs or were you in terms of that journey, right? That's a journey. I feel like I was, it's a journey. Yeah. I feel like I was so fucking close. (laughs) I feel like that's the thing. And I don't know if this is just me being a dick to myself or me really feeling this, but like, I was like, I remember saying to like friends, like 2020, I feel it. It's going to be our year, man. Something big is going to happen. I was right about one part of that. (laughs) Something huge is happening. We're in a national, we're in a global tragedy. Yeah, we're living through a pandemic. This is a moment in history that has not been experienced for uh, probably, I think, like the Spanish flu is what people were talking about. But the the experience that we're living through right now is going to be something that goes down in the history books and will have an impact and an imprint on culture. And by sheer force of trying to survive it, we can't help but note that. For me, the extraordinary nature of the circumstances really is helping me get through day to day because Uh at least what I've tried to access is a real place of non-judgment regarding that. There's no reason we should be okay. There's no reason we should have it right. There's no reason we should be able to cope. Yes. No reason. Can I? Yes. The the lack of judgment is so important right now or like constantly challenging, judging yourself for X, Y, and Z. It's easy to look back, which is what I've been doing. Looking Ow, back. No, it's not. I just pulled a muscle in my neck. You, you know, it. there's something about you, Kate Peterman. It always brings out like the shtick in me. <laughs> 
but like it's so easy like I criticize like I I was like oh I'm gonna criticize and judge how I felt before all of this and I should have been better right you know what I mean I hate mm-hmm. the word should but like I oh shit I forgot where I was going with it now I'm just I'm in, I'm honestly in black and white tap dancing in my head yeah that's great like, that you and like, I the shtick you and I are on like the grand old Opry stage just like pandemic like you know I don't know why but like I haven't touched any of for me I don't know if this is just evidence of like you're in how do I want to say this I'm struggling for words here, but this is what I'm trying to say. I'm really grateful that I don't look at my past actions before the pandemic and I have any thoughts or feelings on them for me because it's like the focus is so keenly tuned to right now. Yeah. I, I haven't felt that way. Yeah. I think, I definitely think it's a manifest. I, I tend to do this thing where I manifest any sort of discomfort or like super, tragic anything out of my control I try to manifest it as something else or in your control or something that's within my control so like that's what my eating disorder was all about that's what like any sort of other types of self-harm was about and that's what I feel like is happening kind of right now and what I'm trying to like actively not do yeah but it's it's still being like somehow this is your fault. Somehow what you're experiencing now is your fault. And it's like, how dare I think I'm that special? Hey, Kate, <laughs> thanks for releasing the bats out of that secret Chinese lab and starting this COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, God. I can't believe we're in a pandemic. It's so fucking crazy. I honestly- I'm so, it's so sad and fucking crazy. I know. Have you had grief days where you just like, I had a day last week where I cried and that was cool. Yeah. (laughs) I did. You know, what's crazy. I had, I watched a show. I watched a movie on zoom with my friend Rory. You met Rory. I fucking love Um, it. Rory's coming to the wedding, but we watched, you ever see the movie about time Mm -hmm. with the guy? So give me a, uh, what's, what's for those who haven't seen it about time is about, I think a, a, a family uh, where the the male heir or the male yeah. can you explain it better than me? Yes, the male you were you were doing a great job. I was oh. like, oh, thank God, she's got it. Oh, okay, uh, the male the male heir uh, could travel in time, could travel back in time. Right. So, and like, the dad has to tell his son, like, hey, FYI. on his twenty first birthday, just so you know, we could go back in time. And it's, it's good. It's it, not bad. It's not great. You know, just it, take, it, I, I love whatever the actor's name is. The guy who's like the rock star from Love Actually. Um, yes. The fact that it was him as the dad being like. Fantastic. Just the perfect casting. And every time they cast that guy, I'm like, uh-oh, I'm not going to be able to get him out of my head. No, every time I get lost in the character. Every he's single so time. He's so fucking good. He's so good. He's so good. Speaking God of getting lost good. in the characters, I do want to take this moment to talk about something that whether or not you know has brought a lot of joy to many lives. And I'm going <laughs> to dump that on you right after this. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back! <laughs> anyway, so I watched that movie about time. It's about appreciating life and all of this stuff. And I just started sobbing. And I had a whole cry day. If you need a movie to cry to about time. What about, about time? I guess I didn't have to finish that story. No, I, 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 I think it's important. Kate, look, this is how I feel. Everything happens Shut up, for a Anna. reason. Shut the fuck up, Anna. <laughs> uh, it's just about appreciating like every day and like all of like the little things and living. And for you, that hit the flip, the the switch that tipped the scale and then the That tears. tipped the scale. I was like, yeah, I want to live every day. And then I was like, ah, when am I going to see my family? Are they going to be okay? Are my friends okay? It was just that it washed over me that day. Yeah. There's a lot of fear. I'm so grateful that um, my body loves fear. Because it just is sucking it up. And it's like, can't think about that. Got to do this. And it just is powering through. It's That's how I was for the first couple of weeks. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm programmed for chaos. I'm designed for chaos. It's when the chaos becomes the new normal that I start going berserk. Novelty. It's when the novelty of this horrible situation wears off. Uh, for those of you who don't follow Kate Peterman on Instagram, you gotta. <laughs> Uh, what's your Instagram handle? Kate Peterman. Ah, uh, very good. And if you don't, K A T E P E T E R M A N. Coming out of no E R. Coming out of nowhere. <laughs> Kate Peterman, you have been doing what has brought me so much joy, and it's <laughs> and the the joy is very specific. Uh, so for those who don't follow Kate Peterman, I stress that you go and follow Kate Peterman on, on Instagram right now. She has done these um just moments, little moments that really make me feel like we're hanging out. They're little moments, <laughs> little characters, uh, little little just, just glimpses. Very, very specific impressions. Very specific impressions, such as, what's, what's a good example? Uh, I think the one from a, a, a 2000s, late 90s teen coming-of-age story where the girl finds out that the guy dated her as a bet on the night of the big dance. Yes. That, that boom it's like 50 seconds long less than a minute it's less than a minute but 90 percent of it is set up <laughs> one of my hands down absolute favorites was someone sees a uh, abandoned house in distress and realizes that they're going to be able to really make it work for their idea much to the shock of those around them and you yeah. were like no it's perfect and I was like <laughs> I know a big, I think the crowd favorite thus far was the scientist. The scientist at the command center finding out there were way more aliens than they originally thought. Wait, which one's that one? I haven't seen it. So I take my glasses, I look up and I take my glasses off and just say, my God, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) They're really fun and really stupid. And that's what I, that has been my biggest solace in this entire thing. And I think that's what everyone is really craving is just fucking stupid, silly, laugh about it, 
goofy stuff, mm-hmm. lighthearted, not, none of this kitchen sink drama shit, just like silly. Because what else do we have? We have to laugh. You know, it reminds me of why I was able to do my drunk kitchen, because there uh-huh. is a sense of permission. We are all granting ourselves. And by that, I mean, so with my drunk kitchen, I used to use alcohol as the reason I was allowed to perform, the reason yeah. I was allowed to act silly, the reason I was allowed to make something creative and be like, oh, yeah, well, I was drunk. So, you know, yeah. I wasn't trying or loving it or really yeah. wanting to make people laugh. You know, I was just doing something drunk. So here you go. And I feel like what this global terror allows is it allows people to access a sense of permission to create things because we're all at home. So, hey, yeah, it's okay. Get out there. Do whatever you want to do. And I, and I hope that when this ends, we can still allow ourselves to be creative in that way because I've really loved these little silly Instagram videos that you've yeah. done. And I wonder if we weren't in a pandemic, would you be doing them? I don't think I would have been doing those things, like these little impressions before. Like you were saying about the permission to be silly. I think this is also a permission. This is a huge perspective shift. Like there, obviously, and we've known this, that specifically in this country, we are only looked at as workers right? and what we could generate for people who have more money, like how we could bring people with deep pockets more money, right? That's the only, like, that's the fact that the only reason like people who work have health insurance, you know what I mean? Like it's a whole thing. I think what was wild about this is that we were sort of forced to unpack that in ourselves. Like it was easy to be like, oh, you only care about me if I'm working. And then I'm like, oh shit, I only care about me if I'm working. Yeah. And if I'm producing stuff and doing certain things. And then I was just like, I didn't write anything for like the first couple weeks of this. I was just like, I couldn't. Right. And I was just like, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't fucking matter if I'm working on this movie. Like me, like none of that matters. I'm in a position where I could do what I want to do and try to sell it for money. And it might still like the industry is still kind of okay. Yeah. In so like, why am I beating myself up to like prove it's like all about validation about it was all of this external validation before that now seems like we're like, well, that's not going to, that doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. exist almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone else's opinion of you or being like, oh, that's actually not good or that's stupid or you're not funny. Like that actually doesn't exist. Did you have a sense before this started that you used your work to validate your worth? A hundred percent. A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. So now, uh, now I'm trying to do just silly stuff because it's hard. It's hard because we want so badly. Like part of our work is to connect with people. So we share these deep stories about ourselves. And I also think I got real high last night, like really fucking high. And I just started like writing and I was just like, oh, that age old thing about a lot of people in, in the meat, like in the entertainment business, not getting a certain type of love when they were younger. That holds up. (laughs) That holds up completely. What, What type of love? I think for me, it's like a, a validation and not being uh, a validation and permission to have the feelings that you have. Mm. Inherent. I think, yeah, like I always thought that my feelings would hurt other people because they did. Because if I said I'm sad, 
I'm just like, oh, I just brought your mood down. My job is to bring your mood up. Mm. My job is to make a joke about it. And that's how I earn my keep. Right. Is to make a joke and make light of things so that people who are, you know, suffering with stuff don't have to feel it as much. So that's what I like put on me. And it's just like impossible. And that's when corny jokes happen. Yeah. (laughs) That's when you are less fucking funny is when you're trying to be fucking funny. Well, yeah. And I also like a lot of people and especially what I love about our listeners. This is a small podcast. It's a small podcast of people that kind of struggle in the same ways Hannah and I struggle and kind of think the same ways we do and live in this world. By the way, fucking love you earbuds. Love you all. Um, You're all doing more than enough. You're doing a great job. Uh, But people were, but it's the feeling of uh, when you've been taught as a child, when you've been taught growing up, whether it was an adult in your life, a sibling, et cetera, the idea that your emotions are an action that is towards another person, that that is a false construct that we have to unlearn in our adult life. Damn, Hannah. Your actions- your your feelings are not actions towards other people. Yes. It's that's what even like in this time when people will call, I've had to say, I'm talked out today. I'm all talked out today. But there are certain people in my life that I don't feel comfortable saying that to. Mm. Because I know that they they were the ones who taught me that. You want, I mean, I doubt they listen to my podcast. You want to just air it out? Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> no, because I was thinking about this a lot because I'm actually trying to write this pitch for a book that I want to work on. Mm. And I've been thinking about a lot about it because I think sometimes my story involves other people and it's not th- my place to tell their story. You know what I mean? So it's hard. It's hard. I have a hard time. You know, I know that, I know that, that you haven't read Buffering, but I will say- <laughs> I, I don't read. Anna. I, I, I don't hear. Read. I, I, I hear you. I just want to say one thing that, as an exercise for your own writing journey, one of the reviews um, from the New York Times about the book was that it, it, it. There are no bad guys. It allows yeah. the story to be told in a way where all the characters retain all their humanity. So, as a in terms of stylistic exercise, narrative, etc., uh, that yeah. that was just something that I did super well. So, uh, <laughs> Hannah, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a real thing because it's like if you're it trying to work on thing. an autobiography, and for those of us yeah. who have a desire to create art, but then are hindered by the need to protect those our art, quote unquote, might hurt. Yeah, that right there already shows you why you've um, been given this gift which is the ability yeah. to entertain, the ability to be objective, the ability to observe and report back is mm-hmm. related to that same kind of protective urge. And accepting that your life is not about protecting another person, protecting this other person, Yeah, that there could be a greater good done by you being honest and kind about what your experience has been, mm. that is a really difficult step to take. It's a very difficult step. It feels at times impossible. But as Mr. Rogers once said, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Wow. Did you not know that quote? I did not know that quote. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ah, you know, speaking of life changing things that you've done. <laughs> In addition to your wildly hilarious Instagram, <laughs> you kill me, dude. I this is how I this is how I roll. <laughs> what a fucking segue! Speaking of life changing <laughs> things that you've done, Kate, no, we weren't. <laughs> when you listen back, I think you'll know we were. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm going to drive over and, and punch, punch me. You. I know. <laughs> you know the truth. The truth is a powerful thing. Are we still in the bit or have you moved on to the life-changing thing? It's still real. So speaking of life-changing things that you've done, um, not only has your Instagram provided me a lot of joy and delight, you have done, there's two recommendations, not even recommendations that were discussed in your presence. One was, this is brief. You told us about a cameo you received for your birthday. (gasps) Yeah. So I don't know how many of you guys love the show Survivor. The other one is that you brought Survivor into our lives, of which we've watched four seasons back to back. Uh, Wow, four seasons. They're all great. They're all so different. The thing is, Hannah, I just had to stop last night because I think I watched like 20 seasons. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like four seasons. Get out there and work on the garden. No, 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 Hannah. No, like I'm embarrassed about how much I've watched because it's nonstop all day. I could finish a season in a day. I mean, it's it's pretty fantastic in terms of character dynamics. Let's talk about. Well, so the second thing I was going to say was that you received a, um, a, a survivor cameo for your birthday. Well, can you tell us about that? Yeah. Um, Ashley Perez and Chantel Houston got me a cameo from from Sandra uh, and she it was great cameos fucking so funny and a little weird. It's a bizarre thing for those who don't know what cameo is. It is a personalized video message from a celebrity. I, I use the term lightly because I've scrolled through the cameo and I saw like the Cubs announcer. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's. The people that are, it's so wonderful. I fucking love it. I think it's so, like, my friend Ben is just, he's in the show Never Have I Ever that just came out on Netflix, Mindy Kaling's show, and his girlfriend got him a cameo from his favorite hockey player. And he was just, it's so funny because the hockey player is just like, yeah, I heard you have a show. That's cool. Well, I have to say, like, so that's the thing, right? So, so you told us about this cameo from Sandra, and wh- yeah. what was it like? So, you, she's a char- she is a player on Survivor who has won. She's the only person who won twice. She won twice. She won twice. Yeah. What a badass baller! So, what was your cameo like? What was she saying? Was it tips and tricks about survival? No, she just she's such a good talker, and she she is on the show, and like that definitely helped her win. But she was just like she's so oh, I love her. She was just like, "Hey, Kate, happy birthday! Uh, I know we're in quarantine. I hope you and Pete are having a good time." Like she mentioned Peter, and then was like, then she just talked about how great Puerto Rico was, <laughs> and then she she talked for like it was almost two minutes. Wow. It was great. And she was just riffing, just talking about her life, her plans. 
her daughter and I have the same birthday. So got to share that. Got to share that. <laughs> so the, with the cameo, uh, if you guys don't know about it, you can actually now receive a cameo from me because after hearing about this and being like, so she just talked. Okay. I was like, yeah. well, you know what? Maybe I'm going to start to do cameos. Business is slow for everybody. I, yeah. I, I like making weird, silly messages. I'm going to do a couple cameos. Sounds like pretty easy stuff. Well, that is not who I am. <laughs> you know yeah, that would happen. Well, I love, I love the heterosexual community so much. You know, and um, if you guys heterosexual community, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my peeps. So my people, the people that listen to this podcast are earbuds. You know, but um, uh, people that are fans of Hannah Hart like to call themselves heterosexual. That's funny. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. They made it up, not me. <sighs> I tried. You. Yeah, I, think- I tried to get kitchenettes going, like a little like doodly papa, <gasps> doodly. Hey, sup, kitchenettes? You know, kind of vibe. But yeah, heterosexual stuck, and that works. Hannah, <laughs> <laughs> say lovey. So that's so funny. Here I am, being like Rock here, me like a, a hurricane. hurricane. So. Uh, here I am thinking, okay, I'm going to start doing cameo. This will be good. At least, yeah. you know, I've lost, uh, spent so much money on the wedding that's just now gone. Um, Damn. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, obviously, my I, all of my investments also gone. So, you know, it's if I cared about that stuff, I would be someone who was upset. But, I mean, look, I don't trust anything that's not right in front of me anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So right now mm-hmm. it's like business is slow. Times are tough for everybody. Let me see if I can do a service. And let me see if I can expand to my service repertoire. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, boom, cameos. Let's go. Um, <clears throat> you know, if if uh, you're someone in like an abusive relationship or oh, no. someone who's coming out, this public facing thing. It, yeah, it's been a lot of intense cameos, man. So a couple of them are like intense in that way. Oh, that makes so much sense for you. It's like private one-on-one therapy. Oh, no. But I will say there's a plus. But yeah, that's so I was like, oh, my God. So I start oh. messaging people like, hey, I don't, you know, just so you're aware, the setting is set to public. You might want to set this to private. Also, I'm not actually a mental health professional. Um, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but you know, so that's been good. That slowed down. Here's the plus. So that was an unexpected, like, uh oh, whoopsie toodle. <laughs> you know, I should just write Hannah Hart, not PhD on my profile. Yeah. Oh God. So then, but the the uh the jo- the other half of that on the opposite side of the spectrum is that so many people um, in this community uh, are nurses, teachers, um, students, uh, helpers. Yeah. Other caretakers, like people reaching out on behalf of themselves, but also reaching out on behalf of a friend being like, hey, my my friend is a nurse. She's an RN. Yeah. She works an 18 hour shift. I got to get this for her birthday. La la la. And so the majority of the time it's someone making a request like that or, hey, I'm graduating, but I'm not going to walk. Can you give me a words of affirmation as like a celebration? So like that's been beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Maybe could you put like a precursor or like a caveat just being like, hey guys, like you were saying, not, not like PhD. I can't, 
I, I don't feel comfortable giving you advice. <laughs> I've always been pretty good about, you know, it's hard because it's like also the other thing is like when you tiptoe in the mental health space too, or even just anyone, you know, yeah. who's a public figure on on the internet, et cetera, you know, um, a lot of people reach out, but you can tell who's reaching out in a way that's sincere and who's reaching out in a way that's like they spammed everyone they follow on Twitter being yeah. like, if you don't message back, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's wild too, because you get to a place where people do want to listen to you and they just want answers. Cause I think everyone just wants someone to tell them what to do. I wish I had and any parents. I wish I was able to talk to my parents about certain things. Yeah. <laughs> I there. So I get that need, but I also think the most important piece of advice you could ever give or receive is follow your gut. That's you, like the only thing. It's just follow your gut. Cause I've heard like, even in the beginning of this whole thing, people were telling me, go out for walks. You'll feel better. Go take a walk. Guess what doesn't fucking work for me? A walk. And I took walks before this and I loved them. And now when I go outside, all I'm reminded of on these beautiful days is that I can't be with my friends. People are dying. People are being left behind. There are so many things that I don't want to deal with. I want to distract. I'm going to ride my stupid exercise bike inside and watch 40 seasons of Survivor. Yeah. Ding. Don't like. Fucking ding. The only thing you could do is listen to your gut and try not to judge yourself for what it's saying. Oh my God. That's it. You know, best, <sighs> best of intentions, the people you love the most telling you to do stuff. As a walker, I also, walking was my mental health safe space of like, oh, I'm going to yeah. go on a walk. Look at all these stories. Look at all this life. Look at those people dining at a cafe. Yeah, yeah. Walking around in this post-apocalyptic <laughs> pandemic town where some people aren't even wearing masks and they're huffing and puffing as they run by me. No. Yeah. That, uh, Ella, Ella has made me leave the house twice. Uh-huh. And each time I had just, I was like, we have, I'm, I was like, I am freaking out. Like I'm yeah. freaking out, man. So yeah, yeah, going on a walk, that doesn't help. I, I really, you know, something I will say though, that again comes from Ella is that she says this thing, which I find really helpful. And I hear her say it on the phone with other people, et cetera. But she says, if someone's talking about a stress or a decision or something they have to, you know, a decision they have to make, something they have to choose. she is a really great listener. And then she always says, you already know what you need to do. You already know. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's exactly in line with what you're saying about your gut. Like, you yeah. know what you need to do. Should you end the relationship? You know. You, you already know. know. It's just about what you need to prepare yourself for that fact. Yeah. You know? And just giving yourself, because it's, ha- it's honest to God, it's having your own back. And, and we're taught not to. We are really really taught not to because that's how people sell more products. You know what I mean? Like we're taught not to, like there are times in eating disorder recovery where I have to stop and remind myself, I don't have to be any certain size or look any certain way. The only reason I ever thought I did was for other people. And then I have to stop and be like, oh, that's a, I just don't have to feel that. Mm -hmm. So like if you're, if you're in a place where you're like, I don't want to do this thing. I don't want to be around this person. I don't want to continue this schooling. I don't want to continue doing X, Y, or Z. You're the only, you just have to have your own back. People are going to feel the way they feel no matter what you do. Yeah. First noting, wait, which of these decisions and choices, what's coming from me? What's coming from me? Hearing your own voice versus what's a should, what's a, what's a thing I have to do for someone else? 
I think that the very first exercise of just noting what's your own or noting what's for another person is a massive undertaking. It is. It's a huge, it's a huge step. And it all really comes back to this idea of permission and giving yourself permission, which reminds me of where we started, which is permission to flake. Even in these trying times, you have permission to not join that trivia night, to not do that Zoom, that group chat, to not pick up the phone, to turn off your phone. You can still take a mental health day. You can still give yourself permission to just do you, even if everyone knows you're at home, because what you need is enough. Yeah. And sometimes like I know that I would worry too much if I didn't tell certain people in my life that I'm turning my phone off. Oh, yes. Like I would have to, you know what I mean? Like I have to tell certain people like, this isn't happening for me today. I love Mm you. I'm going to, I think, I think it's really difficult when you have a a parent or guardian who's volatile in terms of when you're dealing with emotions that make them very uncomfortable. Like it all comes from a place of love. Like it's really rooted in love. Of course. But it, it is codependent in believing that someone else isn't capable of taking care of themselves. Right. And or that you have to hide or mitigate or manage your own discomfort because their threshold for your discomfort is so low. Yeah. It's so easy to get to this realization and then flip and be like, well, it's just because they care. Fucking get over it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, sure, but that's not how everyone operates. You know what I mean? Like you can't just get over it. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. And like, yeah, man, just being able to let yourself have emotions. Cause if you don't, you're going to fucking explode. Yeah. If you don't have those, th- it, cause if, if your emotions are just a burden for everybody else, there's no way you're ever going to be able to cope with them and get past them. They're just going to get stuck. Yeah. So listeners, if you've been <laughs> struggling with giving yourself permission to flake or take a mental health day or give somebody, Hey, heads up. I'm doing a no phone day tomorrow. Just letting you know, love you. Good night. Yeah. Everything is okay. And they, your threshold for their discomfort might need to be a little higher. Yes. Woo. Yes. Because they might say, is everything okay? Are you, are you, are you going to do like, I know my mom always thinks I'm about to kill myself. (laughs) Always. Sorry for laughing. It's all right. She's always like, are you, are you okay? Are you, cause she knows how sad I get. Yeah. But she also knows how sad she gets. Yeah. And so she always thinks that that's going to happen. And so she freaks out. And so I can't, she won't even let me cope and deal. Like there's no trust there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or it makes it even harder for you to let yourself cope and deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because then I'm like, I guess maybe I'm doing this wrong or something. But like, you just have to unlearn all of that and be okay with her freaking out. Yeah. Once you establish that this is a need that you have, you have to establish that they're going to respond how they respond and you're doing this for you. You know, and they could get used to it. They can get used to it. Yeah, they really can. You know, they, they can. They really can. And you deserve. They, you're great. You're. Tr- we're surviving a pandemic. If you don't want to pick up the phone, that's a okay. Give people yeah. a little heads up. But then if they're like, "What's going on?" It's like, I just want a little me time. Love you lots. And then and sometimes it's just not that dramatic. I think we think it's more dramatic because of what we've been through. But then at a certain time, it's not that dramatic anymore. No. Although I do, I, yeah. Or like sometimes people are like, okay, thanks for the heads up. And you're like, whoa, was I trapped in a world of my own design? Oh my God. It's like you gaslight yourself then when people respond in a mature way. <laughs> you're like, this is not how you were. <laughs> I, you, what the hell? 
hold on. No, no. You're supposed to freak out. You're supposed to flip a fucking table. I have a whole note card for myself that says action steps in response to you freaking out. Are you growing as a person before my very eyes? You're supposed to let me know if you're growing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to to do this with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I had so much fun. I always do. I always do, too. You know, it's always a journey. And I just really love... (laughs) It's always a journey. I just really feel positive and good about the reminder to give yourself permission in this time of pandemic. Um, yeah, ma'am. Okay, if people want more words of wisdom for you or just to watch you from afar on the internet, where can people find you online? Uh, I would say Instagram is the best one, uh, at Kate Peterman. And I have my own podcast, but I haven't been uploading because it's too hard right now. It's too yeah. sad and hard. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, next time if you want, next time you want to upload an episode, you know I am there for you. Uh, oh, thanks, buddy. And for those of you who have been listening to this podcast and have enjoyed it, uh, make sure you go to Patreon.com/slash Analyze This, where for five dollars a month you can help keep this podcast going because business yeah. is slow. Uh, and uh, yeah, follow me online at Harto H A R T O. I love you lots and see you next week. And get week. a cameo. And get, oh yeah, get, yeah, just grab a cameo from Hannah Hart. Truly. <laughs> I, I put them up. I put them up there. So go. I do them. I do them. I do cameos, you know, but remember, I am not a trained mental health professional. <laughs> okay. I'm barely a motivational speaker. I'm just a Hannah. I'm just a Hannah in this world. Hey, Charles, stop that. Okay. Let's stop recording. Love you, baby. Beep, beep, pop, pop. Bye. Love you, buddy. Oh.